What do you say when you see something amazing? Something so beautiful, so skillful, so unexpected, you can hardly find words to describe what you're feeling. Maybe a star-studded sky or a magnificent work of art, a job well done, a perfectly turned double play, an act of courage or bravery or sacrifice, a newborn baby. What do you say in moments like that? Chances are you say, wow, or some variation on that theme. Oh my gosh, oh my goodness, holy cow, holy mackerel. I can't believe it, no way, yes, wow. The interesting thing about all those expressions is that they really don't mean anything. I mean, those words have no content to them. Oh my goodness, what does that even mean? What does a holy cow have to do with anything? And how can a mackerel even be holy? (laughs) These are nonsensical words. And yet we feel compelled to say them when we want to express wonder or amazement or surprise. Different ways of saying, wow. But that word, it turns out, that one simple three-letter nonsensical word is actually a prayer. Now, we are into the third week of our summer teaching series, and this is my first chance to make a contribution. Now, I thought I had left the pulpit in good hands while I was away. (laughs) Next thing I know, Tim Galley has launched a bacon ministry, (laughs) and Jim Ennis can't stop laughing at his own jokes. (laughs) So, I mean, I love waffles and bacon as much as the next guy, but I think it's time we restore some dignity, some gravitas... (laughs) to the Grace Chapel pulpit and and talk about things that matter, like ice cream, (laughs) like moose tracks in particular, okay? Anyway, just kidding, and let's hope that's the end of that joke, okay? (laughs) What we're talking about this summer is prayer, one-word prayers in particular. And as some of you may have figured out by now, this series was inspired in part by a little book written by Anne Lamott called Help Thanks, wow. Now, Anne Lamott is a wonderful writer, and she, she writes for a broad audience. And in this little book, she's trying to help people understand how very, uh, how very visceral, how very instinctive, how very human it is to pray. And she does that by highlighting these three very simple, what she calls essential prayers. Help, thanks, wow. And according to Anne, when we say these words... We are reaching out to be heard, to be found by a light and warmth in the world instead of darkness and cold. Prayer means we are invited into a relationship with someone who hears us when we speak. Now, Lamad is on to something important here. Prayer is a very natural thing for human beings to do. Our instinctive response to the varied circumstances of life is to say something. When we see something remarkable, wonderful, beautiful, we want to say something. And it's something we we do all the time. Prayer isn't something we have to force ourselves to do. It's something we do all the time, sometimes without even realizing it. 
So she focuses on these three essential prayers, but she acknowledges there are many others that are just as honest, just as human, just as authentic. And so we've identified 10 of these one-word prayers, and this summer we're inviting several of our pastors to speak to us very personally about these one-word prayers. So Tim spoke with us about the prayer, please, and then Jim spoke about the word help. Next week, we'll hear from our middle school director, Andrew Breton. He is just back from six months in Kenya, and so he is going to be speaking about what happens, what can happen when you say the word okay to God. So you'll want to be here for that. This week, the word is wow. Now, the dictionary tells us that wow is, means an expression of astonishment or amazement. I think we all get that. It's not hard to figure out. What is hard to figure out is why it means that. Etymologists have really no way of explaining why this word means what it does. The word first shows up in some Scottish literature in the 1500s, but even then, no one can really explain why it carries the meaning that it does. It simply puts letters to a sound that often comes out of our mouth when we're caught by surprise. And so maybe it's just an onomatopoetic word. Eighth grade English, onomatopoeia, where it sounds like what it means, buzz, hiss, clap, wow, a sharp exhale of breath. Whatever that word means, it is in fact a prayer. Because it is our primal response to seeing or experiencing something good or true or beautiful in the world. So if please is a prayer of petition and help is a prayer of dependence, then uh, wow is a prayer of praise and worship. There seems to be something about human beings that when we see or experience something surprising or impressive or remarkable, we just have to say something about it. It's not enough just to experience it. We have to say something to whoever will listen. This past week, we had uh, two of our granddaughters up from Florida for the week. And so on one very fine summer evening this past week, we walked up to the town center to a concert in the park. We were walking home at, uh, at sunset. And as we did, a little three-year-old Laney suddenly blurted out loud, Look, Mommy, the sky is all pink and purple. And she was right. Now, no one prompted her to say that. She didn't have to go to Sunday school to learn how to say that. It's just the natural, instinctive response of her heart and voice to a stunning display of her two favorite colors. Wow. And she was willing to say that to whoever was listening. That's what we do. That's what we are wired to do. We are wired to worship. We are made to praise. When we see or experience something remarkable, we can't just experience it. We have to say something about it, and that's praise. You're at the ballpark. Your favorite player steps up to the plate. It's the bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Game is tied. He smacks a home run. What do you do? You stand up and cheer. You yell and scream and laugh and cry. 
You high-five the people around you. You hug complete strangers. The whole stadium erupts in a celebration over this remarkable feat performed at just the right moment, leading to such a happy outcome, especially if it's against you-know-who. <laughs> we were made to praise. In his book on the Psalms, C.S. Lewis writes, All enjoyment spontaneously overflows in praise. All enjoyment spontaneously overflows in praise. Imagine how frustrating it would be, he says, to, to see something, taste something, hear something wonderful, and not be able to say anything to anyone about it. Not a word. You can experience it, but you have to keep it to yourself. How frustrating would that be? It would diminish the whole experience. It's the speaking about it, it's the saying it, it's the sharing it that, that completes the experience for us. Praise perfects Every good experience. We were made to do that. And so when we see something remarkable, our natural response is to say something, and the thing we most often say is, wow. Now, the fact that we say something implies that there's someone out there to hear it. I mean, isn't that the whole point of saying anything? To communicate one thing to another person. So maybe the someone is walking alongside of us, or maybe someone is the one who's behind all of it. When we give a standing ovation to the Boston Symphony Orchestra, we're not just praising their performance of Beethoven's Fifth. We're praising Beethoven, even if we don't realize it, because he's the one who made it all possible. And so it is, every time we say wow to some good and true and beautiful thing in this world, because the Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of heavenly lights. And so when we acknowledge one of these good and perfect gifts, when we celebrate them, we are not only celebrating the gift, but the giver, the one who makes it possible. Even, even when people aren't aware of it. I mean, isn't it interesting that one of the most common variations in our culture on the word wow is, oh my God, right? I mean, people say it all the time. Now, many of us aren't exactly comfortable with that expression because it feels like using the Lord's name in vain. Most people, when they say, oh my God, aren't really thinking about God at all. But the fact that they instinctively speak his name and attach it to something good or wonderful or surprising suggests that, reveals that there's a distinctive response to connect with the one who's behind that thing. And isn't it interesting that the second most common cultural expression of wow is to say, holy cow, or holy mackerel, or holy this, or holy that. <laughs> now, who's holy? God is holy. Now, most people aren't thinking of that when they use that expression, but again, it reveals this instinct, instinct within us that says there's someone out there, someone great, someone behind it all, who's worthy of our thanks. And so that's the beginning of our idea here this morning. When we say, wow, we are declaring that someone is out there, someone worthy of our praise. Now, the book of Psalms is full of wow prayers. Listen to these lines from Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. 
He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Extol the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. In other words, say wow, people. When you see what God has done in nature and history and the lives of his people, sing a song, extol him, praise him, say wow. And, and that's what we do when we come together to gather and worship on Sundays. Together we say wow, looking at the world around, at all that God has done and is doing in the life of the church, in our own lives as well. We come together and we say wow. We sing songs and we pray prayers and we tell stories and we clap our hands and sometimes we even raise our hands and say thank you. How great is our God? That's worship. That does bring to mind something that is sometimes confusing to people. I'm sure you have watched a little bit of World Cup action the past couple of weeks, the soccer tournament going on. Tell me why it is that, uh, that soccer fans, fans at a soccer match, or, or, or people at a rock concert or a political rally, whatever it is, at an event like that, people can clap and cheer and sing and cry and, and raise their hands in the air and hug strangers, and everyone thinks it's normal and even desirable behavior. But when people do those things in church, it seems weird. <laughs> right? Oh, there they go again. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that is. But the simple truth is that's just what we do, human beings do. People of all walks of life, of all cultures, every nation on earth, we all do the same things. We throw our hands in the air and say, yay, yes, wow, when we see and experience something great. And when we do that, we're not only praising the thing, we're praising the one who is behind it. When we say, wow, we are declaring that someone is out there, someone worthy of our praise. And we often have those moments and pray those prayers in church. But the truth is, we have wow moments all the time as we make our way through life. Like, like when we're walking home from a concert on a summer evening. Or when we see an answer to prayer. Or when we sense God's presence with us. I began thinking my way through the Bible and realized there are all kinds of wow moments in the lives of ordinary people as they make their journeys of faith. And it starts right at the beginning. I, th I thought about Adam behold, beholding Eve for the first time in all of her glory. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. In other words, wow, God, nice work. <laughs> it's a wow moment. I thought about Sarah holding in her arms that long-awaited newborn son born to her in her old age and she says about him she names him Isaac which means laughter God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about it will laugh with me in other words wow only God could have done this I thought about Moses standing on the far side of the Red Sea watching as the waters flew over their captors, their oppressors, delivering them into a new beginning. Scripture says they sang a song. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. It was a wow song. 
And I've got to believe they had their hands in the air as they sang it. Joshua, Ruth, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, they all had wow moments. Things that stopped them in their tracks and prompted them to say, Yahweh is our God and the only true God. When I got to the New Testament, those wow moments were still happening. Uh, an angel appears to a young woman and tells her that she, though a virgin, will give birth to a child who will, in fact, become the savior of the world. She bursts into song. My soul praises the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. A virgin birth, that warrants a wow, wouldn't you say? A group of shepherds are summoned to a stable in Bethlehem where they behold a child predicted to them. They return to the hills glorifying and praising God for all the things that were just as they had been told, all the things they'd seen and heard. Wow. I thought of the crowds listening to Jesus teach. What is this new teaching and with authority? I thought of the crowds watching Jesus heal. He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I thought of the centurion at the cross. Surely this was the Son of God. I thought of Mary Magdalene at the tomb, throwing her arms around her Lord, risen from the dead. Rabbi, those two disciples who walked with Jesus, their risen Lord, on the road to Emmaus, he disappears from their presence and they say, were not our hearts burning within us as he walked with us along the road? I thought of the crowds on the day of Pentecost as the Holy Spirit fell on those disciples, filling them with courage and good news. Utterly amazed, they said, are not all these men Galileans? How is it that each of us hears them speaking in our own language? Again and again throughout Scripture, God breaks into human experience in ways that are so surprising and remarkable that people can't help but say, wow, and praise Him. And you and I have had those kinds of moments too. I had one of those moments last Sunday in church. I was hosting up at the Wilmington campus last week. And it's just so great to experience all the warmth and vitality and the faith and love that's just all over that campus. It was great to see some uh, Grace Chapel folks who I haven't seen in a, in a long time. And, and to, just as great to meet lots of new folks who I'd never met before, who've never even been to the Lexington campus. The amazing thing was that all of them, long-timers and newcomers alike, they all spoke about the, what a great experience it has been for them to be part of what God has been doing there these past few years. They all had stories to tell. And then I looked out as I led the service over that, that room that was not that long ago, a ballroom, complete with disco ball and wet bars. Now a worship space where every week hundreds of people come and they encounter God and they find community and they discover their God-given purpose and mission in life finding healing and forgiveness for all of life's hurts. And all I could say that day was, wow, look at what God has done in such remarkable ways over these few years. And of course, what's happening there in Wilmington is happening in Watertown, in East Lexington, and right here in Lexington as well. You've had wow moments in your personal life, in your family life, when you've seen God at work. Maybe you've had them in church. Maybe you've had them on the job when you've done a job well and it's felt really good. And maybe you've had them off on vacation somewhere with people you love in a beautiful place. These are the kinds of moments that Bono sings about. 
when he offers us a, a bird's eye view of the earth. See the world in green and blue. See China right in front of you. See the canyons broken by clouds. See the tuna fleets clearing the seas out. See the Bedouin fires at night. See the oil fields at first light. See the bird with the leaf in her mouth. After the flood, all the colors came out. It's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. It's a beautiful day. He's reminding us that there is beauty and brokenness in this world. And so when we see beauty, when we see people or life or the world the way it was meant to be, we need to seize those moments. We need to say, wow, and ask for more of them. Join in what God is doing in this world. Something bigger is going on out there. Someone is out there, and we want to know him. So think about it for a moment. When was the last time you had a wow moment? The last time you were stopped in your tracks by something good and true and beautiful? Can you think about it? Did you think about God in that moment? Did you speak his name out loud? Not in vain, but to remind the people around you that you were thinking about him. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to say God's name out loud when something good and beautiful happens. Don't be afraid to scoop up that three-year-old and said, yes, Laney, it is a beautiful sunset and God made it for us to enjoy so that we might know him. Don't be afraid once in a while to throw your hands up and worship in church because we were made to do that. We're wired for worship. We're made to praise. And wow moments inspire that. But these wow moments inspire something else too. The more I thought about this, I realized there's something else going on here. These moments not only prompt us to, to, to praise God, but also to trust God. If God is that gracious, if he's that good, if he's that powerful, if he's that beautiful, then surely I can trust him with the rest of my life as well, with the rest of my days, with my career, with my family, with my recreation, with my health, with my future. So wow moments aren't simply invitations to praise God. They're invitations to follow God, to join him in his work in this world. Touch me, Bono sings. Take me to that other place. Teach me. I know I'm not a hopeless case. In fact, some etymologists believe that this word wow is actually a contraction of the two words I vow as if to suggest that when we're amazed or astonished at something, it not only prompts us to say something, but to do something. We can't stay the same after what we have just seen or heard or experienced. We can't just go on with our lives as if these are random happy accidents or occurrences. No, we want to begin arranging our lives around these moments. We want to see more of them. In fact, we want to help them happen if we can. Let me take you back to one of those wow moments I found in the scripture for a moment. Genesis 28. Jacob is making his way across the wilderness. Jacob, who is on the run from his family because he has tricked his brother Esau out of the inheritance. And so he's off to make a life on his own. He's going off to find a wife and a life somewhere else. 
But as he makes his way across the wilderness, he stops to make camp one night in the middle of nowhere. All he's got for a pillow is a rock. So he lays down to fall asleep there on that rock. And that night he has a dream. And he dreams of a stairway to heaven. Now how's that? Bono and Led Zeppelin all in one sermon. <laughs> That's not bad. And on that stairway, he sees these heavenly messengers coming and going into the heavens and out into the world to do God's work. And then God speaks to him in the dream and promises to bless him and to bless his descendants and to give him the land and to bless the whole world through him. Jacob wakes up the next morning and he says, wow! Not exactly, but this is what he says. <laughs> when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And then Jacob, for perhaps the very first time in his life, acknowledges that someone is out there, someone greater than him, someone at work in the world and in his life, and it prompts him to worship. He takes that stone that he slept on and he turns it into an altar and he worships God right there. But he doesn't stop there. Listen to what happens next. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking, then the Lord will be my God. Jacob's wow leads to a vow. It's not enough for him just to say something. He has to do something. He wants to know more about this God who does remarkable things like show up in the middle of nowhere. Whatever this big thing God is doing in the world, he wants to be part of it. And so Jacob, for the first time in his life, begins entering into a relationship with God. He's ready not only to praise God, but maybe even to trust Him. Now, it's still a maybe at this point, okay? It's sort of an if-then thing. Lord, if you do this, then I'll do that. So Jacob has a way to go on this journey of faith, but it's the beginning of a relationship that's going to lead to a partnership that's going to lead to the founding of the nation of Israel. And ultimately, that's where wow moments are lent to, meant to lead us. Not just to praise, but to participation, to trust, to commitment, to joining God in His work in the world. Because if God can do this amazing thing, who knows what else God can do. Wow moments aren't random one-off events that we go, wow, you don't see that every day, and walk away. No, we can't be the same people after these moments. We want more of them. That's how it was for Moses, standing on the far side of the sea, watching the waters set them free. That was a wow moment to be, be sure, but it was just the beginning of the things that Moses was going to see and hear and do in the years to come, including going to the top of a smoking mountain where he spoke with God and received the very laws of God and delivered it to the human race. Or how about Mary? Certainly it was a wow moment when she, gives, when she holds in her arms her virgin-born son, but that was just the first of a lot of wow moments in Mary's life as her son grows to become a remarkable teacher and prophet and healer and miracle worker and then suffers and dies and then rises from the dead and then ascends into heaven and she gets to see uh, the, the birth of a movement in her son's name that's going to change the course of human history. Because that's what's waiting for us, wow moments. Invitations to join God in what he's about to do next. To follow him to new and greater things. Because when we say wow, we are declaring that someone is out there someone who is worthy of our praise and our trust. This all came together to me on a bike ride I took a couple of weeks ago. It was a beautiful day. 
one of my first vacation days. So I had nothing but time to enjoy the ride. All the farms and the fields of Concord and Carlisle, just to enjoy the scenery as I rode. Plenty of time, too, to think back over this past year of life and ministry and all that God has, uh, has done. And I had a great time thinking about all those things, and somewhere along the way, I found myself singing an old hymn, one we sang a few moments ago. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise Him, for He is thy health and salvation. I didn't have to make myself do that. I didn't have to grit my teeth and say, oh, yeah, I should sing now. It just, it just came up from nowhere. How could I not praise God for all that He had done in my life and in the church over this past year? So I sang as I rode with no one to hear me, fortunately, but God Himself. But then I came to the third verse of that hymn. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do if with His love He befriend thee. Listen again. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do if with His love He befriend thee. And I realized that this wow moment wasn't just about praising God for a beautiful day and a fruitful year. It was about trusting God for days to come and ministry yet to be accomplished. If that's what God has done this past year, I can't wait to see what he has in store for the year to come, and I want to be part of it. In fact, can I give you a little preview of something we're looking forward to here in Grace Chapel's ministry this year? I've already spoken about the vitality and growth and impact we're seeing on our campuses, uh, Wilmington, Watertown, East Lexington. So we're going to continue to invest in them, some projects, some strengthening to continue to breathe life and an opportunity there. There's some things already going on there on those campuses. But we are also going to be investing here in Lexington as well. In fact, in the year to come, we want to begin treating Lexington as a campus in its own right with its own dedicated leadership team and, and a strategic vision for serving and reaching our own community and the surrounding communities. Now, we're still figuring out exactly what it's all going to mean, but I think it's going to lead to some, some great things in the, year, in the years to come, to plenty of wow moments. And that's what happens when we pray this simple prayer, wow. You not only praise God for what He has already done, you prepare yourself to trust him for things he is yet to do. So what are you trusting God for in the days and the year to come? What have you seen him do that you want to see more of in the year to come? How ready are you to follow him into new and greater things? Let's bow and think about that for a moment as we prepare for the communion table. Thank you, Lord, for these moments that you grant to us. Some of us have had many of them, perhaps. Others feel like there have been fewer. For some, it's been a long time since they've had a wow moment. For others, it may be just this morning on our way to church. But we're grateful, Lord, for the many ways you break into our lives and experiences, revealing your glory and prompting us to worship you and then to follow you. So pray that you might bring these things to our mind today in these next few moments as we gather around your table. 
in the days to come, in this summer season, as we ponder anew what you might want to do in our lives, our homes, our church, and the world. In Jesus' name, amen.